in this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6, where I'll ask the question, what is Paul's hope for the Corinthians? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6 says, I, Paul, myself, entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I who am humbled when face to face with you, but bold towards you when I am away. I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So Paul, in his second letter to the church at Corinth, is likely referencing his previous letter. And if you've been reading through the Bible with me, you know that 1 Corinthians is not a great letter to receive from Paul. It is pretty rough, where he goes through and he explains all of these things that the church at Corinth was doing wrong. He reads them the riot act. And here, as he's writing to them again, he says that when he shows up, he hopes that he's going to have a different situation than what was going on at the church at Corinth when he had written the first letter. He's hoping that he'll be able to arrive and something different will have taken place than had happened before in his absence. He's hoping that the church at Corinth had matured spiritually and had grown closer to God and more and more like Christ. So here are three thoughts from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6, answering the question, what is Paul's hope for the Corinthians? Thought number one, show meekness. Paul is hoping that when he arrives there, he'll be able to show meekness. He's hoping that when he shows up, he will not have to be as bold as he has been in his letters. That when he arrives, he'll be able to bless them. That he'll be able to encourage them. That he'll be able to give them a pat on the back and say, boy," instead of correcting them in boldness and in fury. See, Paul hopes that they will have appropriately modified their behavior and appropriately grown in their discipline so that he won't have to be correcting them on so many different things when he arrives. So Paul's hope is that he can approach them in meekness because they have been increasingly obedient to Christ. Thought number two, spiritual warfare. Paul hopes that as he gets there to the church at Corinth, that the people will recognize that they are participating in spiritual warfare. And this is not just true of the church of Corinth, but this is true of all of us, that every believer is involved in spiritual warfare, that our enemy is not the individual next to us. It's not man, but our enemy are princes and authorities and powers. It's the spiritual realm that we are at war with. And we need to get this straight as the church. We need to recognize that it's not our fellow man that we are battling with, but we are battling with those spiritual forces that oppose us. And when we recognize that, we can realize that you don't fight spiritual forces with the same weapons you fight physical ones. And this is exactly what Paul is saying. He's saying that he doesn't need the things that are wise in this world 
to bring correctives to the church at Corinth. And the people there in the church of Corinth don't need to be wise in the ways of the world in order to fight a spiritual battle. What they need is spiritual wisdom. They need spiritual discipline. And they need to utilize the spiritual weapons for spiritual warfare in order to faithfully live out the words of God. Thought number three, obedience to Christ. Paul's hope for the church of Corinth is that they ultimately will be obedient to Christ. And he even tells them when he arrives that those who are in disobedience, he is going to correct. That he will punish all those who are in disobedience to God. And that's something that we should pay attention to. If you're a leader in the church, you have that same responsibility as Paul to punish those who are disobedient to Christ. This is the role of the elder in the church. They have the responsibility to discipline those that they are shepherds over. So if you're an elder in your church, you have a responsibility to correct those who are disobedient so that they would be obedient in Christ. And that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is for all of us to be increasingly obedient to Christ, that all of us are increasing in our Christ-likeness, that we're becoming ever more godly day by day, that we become more spiritually mature and better reflect Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. These three thoughts come to you from the assigned reading of 2 Corinthians chapters 9 and 10. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.